you bring in our next guest. You it's, know, uh, yeah. it, it's not every day. It's not every day I'm not the most popular price on the nation. Well, and, um, and, and the Royal, it's really, this is part of the Royal family in Morristown, the Price Royal family. So don't you do the introduction? Except for the fact that we are not, okay. at least to my knowledge, kin to each other. And that's uh, the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Neil Price, who also – uh, went to my alma mater. We shared the same alma mater. That no, no. Morristown East. You went to, you uh, you're went right. To his He's older. Mater. He's older. I went to his alma mater. That's correct. Um, Neil, welcome to the nation. How are you? Good. And if I recall, your people are from Rogersville. That's correct. And I, mine are from, uh, I guess, mine are from over around White Pine, over that way. <laughs> now, now White, Neil, White Pine would be sort of a suburb of Morristown, correct? That's in a different county. I don't know if you okay. really call it All right. a suburb, well, but I mean, yeah. Bedroom, close. Bedroom community. <laughs> Educated, Neil. Over there. Educated. Good, good people over there. Yeah. So, Mississippi State with the, uh, the bye week this week, I know you get to uh, spend some time with your lovely wife. What? You, we were talking on the phone the other day. You've you've you know done a few things inside Neyland Stadium before, Neil, but you've never got to call a game inside Neyland Stadium. As a guy from this area, how how kind of excited for you are, are you to get up here on on Saturday and, and and call your Bulldogs against the team that you grew up watching a lot in Tennessee? Well, I think I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I was excited about it. You know, I mean, it, that that was kind of a kind of a iconic or mythical place i guess for someone who grew up in in that part of the world and you know it was if you got an opportunity to go as a kid it was a big deal because stadium was smaller when when i was younger you didn't have that that second deck in the north end and getting tickets was a big deal at that time because you know you you had the likes of pete schuler and a guy from morristown named james stewart and then you had peyton manning and peerless price and all those great players al wilson uh that, that came through there so yeah I, I went to a handful of games maybe as a kid because somebody else had tickets they weren't using and my dad or my mom would take me and we'd go and yeah to get to go back and 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 do a game there's going to be a lot of fun i think and you know i get to see a lot of old friends and a lot of people who, who played a big role in me being where i am today and they helped me get in the business Neil, when you look at Mississippi State, obviously they took one on the chin against uh, Auburn a couple of weeks ago. Where, where do you feel like you know this team has gotten better through the bye week, and, and you know what do you expect out of uh, the Bulldogs come Saturday? Well, I expect them to play better defensively than they did at Auburn. That that was really uncharacteristic, even to have as many young guys as they have playing on that side of the ball to just come out and. and and give up the kind of yards they gave up and the amount of points they gave up. They've got to be better than that, and I think they will. The other thing is, you know, with it being the second true road game that State's playing, and for as poorly as they started offensively at Auburn, and I'm talking about a delay of game penalty before they even snapped the ball the first time, they'll have to be better at that, and I think they will. They've cleaned those things up, and now everybody's kind of been in an environment where you faced a hostile situation, and I think they know what to expect. So we'll see how that translates when they get to Knoxville Saturday. Hey, Neil, it's Chris. We really appreciate you spending some time, and I, uh, I know we share all of us share one thing in common. That's we all grew up listening to the great John Ward, and I know he was a huge inspiration, okay. huge inspiration for you as he was me as well so that's uh, i know that will be a special time for you as you come back to neyland stadium 
where John had so many memorable calls inside that stadium. But uh, I want to ask you about Mississippi. We, everybody's talked this today, last night, about this being, and even Austin mentioned it before the game, he thought this would be a key game for Tennessee, this Mississippi State game. But for Mississippi State, when you look at the rest of their schedule, they come into this game 3-2. and two, This is a very pivotal game for the Bulldogs, too, is it not? Sure. And, I mean, I think that if both if both sides of this, this game are being honest with one another, they're looking at it and circling it going, this is one we got to have. Because right. Tennessee's got Alabama just around the corner. State's got LSU coming to Starkville uh, a week after. They've got a trip to Texas A&M in there. And then when you get into November, you still got a game with Alabama, and you got one on the road at Arkansas. So, yeah, for for the long term goals that either team has, I think a win on Saturday is is going to factor into whether or not they're able to achieve them. And State's got a chance to make a bowl game. They they want to do that. You know, I think their ceiling might be seven wins now instead of eight, based on what happened with that Kansas State game a few weeks back. So, you know, if they want to get to that point. Saturday's one they got to have. The Bulldogs come in this game, early line anyway, a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vols. What's, uh, so what are we going to see at, uh, at quarterback? Is it, uh, is it Schrader again? Where, 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 are, where do the, the Bulldogs stand at the quarterback position coming into this game? To use a term from the broadcast industry, stay tuned. You know, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, I think that's the one thing, you know, based on – Tennessee's game against Georgia last night. You know, now now Mauer's a guy who, who certainly won some folks over and, and I thought handled himself admirably in that game. And you, you could see two quarterbacks play for both teams at some point, you know, depending on how healthy Tommy Stevens is for State. And, yeah, I don't know to what extent he was able to, to get better over the course of that off week. We'll find out a little bit more when they get back to practice, you know, tomorrow and Tuesday. But it's it's really a, a position that both of them have kind of been trying to figure out, I think, coming, you know, over these last two or three weeks. And I think they wanted Tommy Stevens to be the guy in Starkville, and that was always the plan. But injuries have kind of kept that from happening. And to Garrett Schrader's credit, he's, he's come as a true freshman. I think he handled himself very well. Neil, Neil, correct me if I'm wrong. I know they've got those handful of guys that are suspended for X amount of games, but they can kind of pick and choose which games they're suspended for, correct? They can, and, and that's kind of been the great mystery as we've gone through these first five games is that, you know, you just don't know what what value the staff places on one game or another, you know. And, and with it being one like we've talked about already, that both both teams feel like they kind of need to win. Just sure. in my opinion, I'd be shocked if those guys don't play Saturday. But, but I have no clue what the staff thinks on that right now. What's the mood in Starkville from a standpoint of, you know, Tennessee's had to battle a little bit with, you know, all this stuff floating about about, you know, and, of course, Phillip came out on ball calls this week and, and kind of squashed it. But the, the notion that, you know, he, he would want to get back down the sidelines, there's been a lot of rumors out there about, you know, Coach Moorhead and Rutgers and that kind of thing. What's the mood in Starkville as all that stuff has kind of played out for him? Well, I think in Starkville, you know, state people have kind of become accustomed to this notion that somebody else wants your football coach. And, and that goes back to the last three or four years with Dan Mullen, you know. And Dan was a guy who a lot of us thought were going to wind up in Knoxville uh, and wound up in Gainesville instead. And, you know, it, it's just – I think it's part of the business. If you're doing your job 
you're always going to have rumors, and Joe's got ties to that part of the country. But I do think just what what I've been around him, I think he's happy in Starkville. I think his family really likes it here, and I would be surprised if he's not the coach here for for the next several years. I think he's he's building a foundation. He's recruiting well. He loves doing that stuff, and uh, I think they're getting better. It's just people have got to be a a little more patient to get through these first couple of years where you're trying to to kind of get where he wants to be with his system offensively. And I think patience is probably a word that probably plays in up there, too, just kind of observing from afar because there's been some turnover there, not a lot of stability in the last decade or so. And I think that if I understood it right, not to put words in Jeremy Pruitt's mouth, but I think I heard or read the other day that he made the point that he had three seniors starting on offense and he had three seniors starting on defense, six total. That's tough in the SEC, you know. So I think back to Johnny Majors when he became the coach of Tennessee in 77. And Johnny Majors talked about how they didn't have enough guys who were quite fast enough or strong enough to do what they needed to do in the SEC. And I think that may be where State and Tennessee both are right now. They're trying to make sure they can build enough depth to get the kind of guys they want that they can have success for the long haul. And, you know, it remains to be seen if either one of them is going to be able to do it. But I think you got to have patience and give guys an opportunity to do that. Come on, Neil, man. You've been around the SEC long enough. Patience and the SEC in the same <laughs> sentence? Come on, man. You're smarter than that, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm, smart. I'm smarter than that, but I, I also think I'm a little more realistic sometimes, too. There's another word you don't hear a lot of times when it comes to it. college football fans, but certainly SEC football fans is realism and patience in, in, in the same sentence. But well, listen, man, we really appreciate you taking some time You're trying to tell tonight. me I'm in the wrong line of work, aren't you? No, well, we, I, maybe, maybe we all are when we start coming uh, to patience and realism. Before we get you out of here, you or your wife, who won top golf today? Oh, my wife won top golf big time because I, I'm a terrible <laughs> golfer. I'm a terrible. Kessling offered me to play in his tournament up in Greenville. Yeah, but Lane Kills. Back. Yeah, and he said, "Come on, he said, come on, you can be one of the celebrities in the tournament." And I said, "Bob, how much are people paying to be a part of this thing?" And he told me, and I said, "Here's what I would tell you: if if I paid that, and I was the celebrity that you wound up that you paired my group with, I'd be mad. I'd want a refund. So I, I, I'm not a golfer. I'm not. I, I, I golf. I, I, I play at golf, but I'm not good at it." Listen, Neil. If AP is a celebrity in golf tournaments, you're a celebrity. Okay, let's just let's just leave it right there. I am. Uh, but we, Listen, we do. Austin's still a big deal back home now. He's a big deal. He's a big deal here. In fact, he, you know, you know, when he comes in to the restaurant here at Texas Roadhouse, he always brings his entourage, his security detail, and everything. So he's still a big deal everywhere. But man, we really appreciate your uh, your time and your input. And um, I know you look forward to, to coming back to East Tennessee. With the Bulldogs, has Joe? Be sure and give Joe a message for me. Has he got the accents down there yet in Starkville? Is he is he able to communicate? I know sometimes those accents for he's where he's from to where he lives now are a little bit different. Has he been able to get those down? We're talking about Coach Morehead. Oh, oh yeah, he's a man of the people now. Ain't no doubt about that. And uh, he's picked up on it. He lo- uh, now he's not eating as much of it as he was when he got here the first year. But he told me he loves gas station chicken, and that's one of the best <laughs> things he can find out here. And he'll stop and get him a Diet Mountain Dew and some gas station chicken on the recruiting trail every now and then. So he, he's adapted just fine, and so is his family. And uh, I have to get Joe to help me. You know, he's a Fordham, he's a Fordham grad. He's got an English degree, so he's a oh, super yeah. smart guy. And I have to get him to correct my grammar when we get together on that Thursday night show every now and then. Or if I'm in doubt, I'll say, hey, English major, help me out here. You know, and 
we uh, we've had a good time with that. But no, Joe's Joe's doing great. He's, Joe's he's great. Doing yeah, great. I agree. I had a chance to spend some time with him a couple of preseasons ago up at Penn State. Lionel's up there. Be sure to tell him I said hello, and we appreciate your time, Neil. You guys travel safely here to Knoxville this weekend, and we'll catch up soon.